Today's episode features Brittany Cooper, a licensed clinical social worker, therapist, investor, real estate mogul. Let me stop. Nah, Brittany got a lot going on, and y'all should definitely check her out, man. We had a dope conversation. Uh, we talked about therapy. Y'all know how I feel about therapy. It's growing on me, but I let the professionals talk about it. This is her profession, so I'm going to let her get into it. Make sure y'all like, share, subscribe, man. No guru-ish, man. Let's do it. Well, you said... A lot has been going on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Give me a brief, like, you know. I feel like I'm in a different spot, a different place really? where I am transitioning from the constant grind of seeing clients 24-7 yeah. to my capacity to see clients 24-7 ain't there. Really? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it's transitioning from clients all day to like a small caseload of clients. Yeah. And then like actually running my business and then doing some other stuff. So you're scaling, you're going, you're scaling back, you're scaling down or you're just less hands off? So I'm scaling. So I'm scaling back in terms of the number of clients I'm seeing. Right. So that I can put more energy into building the business. Okay. So with that being said, I'm hoping to, you know, hire more yep. staff um, so that we can see more clients. You know, um, I had a Middletown location prior to COVID, got shut down with COVID. Right. So I'm hoping like, you know, we're at a point where like, okay, I need to move forward. Yeah. Like, so hopefully revisiting, opening up some other locations, maybe even out of state locations too. Mm. Like, you know, mm. one of my, um, therapists actually moved to California. Um, so she's interested and you know, I'm interested. <laughs> like, like, Cali. Right. Right. Yes. Um, so Cali's an option. Um, Florida has always been an option. My parents are there. They they talk about it regularly. Life, <laughs> trying huh? to get me there, and I'm like, yeah, not yet. And if, if I retire, I don't know if I'm going to Florida. But yeah, right, right. I think I'm gonna be one of those people that like lives in Connecticut for like half the year, and then is somewhere else. Like winter time, I'm gone. Like maybe like November through April. Yeah, I won't be here, and then I'll be back. <laughs> they, they call those people snow snowbirds. I think. That's and the that's, term. Yeah, that's, that's probably, you. Because my business is very, very good in Connecticut. It's It does very well. Um, I feel like I've experienced, you know, the slowdown just like everyone else. So not a complete shutdown. So I'm grateful for that. But a lot of changes through COVID. Yeah. Um, now I'm ready to get back to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to get back to it, which it, it flourishes in Connecticut. Um Cost of living is definitely higher in Connecticut, but right. I get paid a nice amount in Connecticut too compared to other places. So that the business here is gonna fund me being a snowbird and everything else. Right. <laughs> ex ex explain the business for the people again. I know, I know. Yeah. But let's let's get into it some more so they know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. So I'm a licensed clinical social worker in the state of Connecticut, therapist, counselor healer, however you want to call it. Right. Um, so I have a private practice, a minority-based private practice with minority therapists. Yeah. Um, so we focus on, you know, the growth for our community. 
literally the growth for our community in a way that works for us. Right. So, you know, you know my background, but like I've worked at a couple of these different agencies. I've done the Wheeler Clinic, the yep. CHRs, the NAFIs. I worked at UConn for like five years and I just kind of felt like I was stuck in a box. Mm. And that didn't work for us. Like right. the textbook way of doing therapy doesn't work for black people or my just minorities in general. It doesn't right. work. Um, so, you know, my last job, I was a supervisor, there, which was great. Yeah. You know, but supervisor, that's a big title. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I mean, my thought process when I started this was I was going to be a director somewhere and then start private practice. But when I was a supervisor, like it wasn't it. Mm. <laughs> like, Why, though? I felt stuck. I felt stuck because I was a supervisor of a specific type of therapy model and yeah. things had to be done that way. And I just didn't like it. Right. Um, I disagree with everybody. Of course, <laughs> of course. Um, so it's funny because I started as a therapist first, so yeah. I knew the model and I was doing it. Then I moved up to a supervisor. And then at that point I was like, yeah, so now I know firsthand a lot of things that didn't work for us yeah. as a therapist. And I'm not about to keep having these people do that. Mm. Like, it didn't work. <laughs> so I was getting pushed from higher up, and that's where the issue was causing came problems, in. Bro. Was Yeah, causing... yeah, I always got trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but for good cause, though. Right. For good cause. So I stuck it out for, it wasn't even probably that long, to be honest. Like, a couple months. Months? And I was over it. Like, I was over it. I was miserable. Damn. I was miserable. How do you know to pull the trigger so fast on those things? Because some people have a hard time. Like, they say what you say. A lot yeah. of people come, like, I don't want to mm -hmm. say you're complaining, but a lot of yeah, people yeah. have issues with something that they love or mm -hmm. they're doing. Yeah. But they never pull that trigger. And you just said a couple months. Okay. So, before I pulled the trigger, right? I definitely felt like, again, I was stuck on this, you know, timeline of progression that I thought it was supposed to be yeah like coming into it I thought I was supposed to you know be the therapist that's doing the work then move up to supervisor then hopefully move up to director and just kind of move up the chain to do things yeah um that's how I thought it was supposed to be um but when I tell you I was miserable Damn. it was to the point where my mom and my best friend was like something's wrong with you wow like we don't like you snappy at us all the time like you got an attitude so you needed you're a just therapist. not happy yes <laughs> <laughs> you're just not happy like my, my mother literally was like this is not my baby girl like i don't oh, know wow. who this person is Ooh. like but i'm not feeling it so right. my, and you know my mom i do so very blunt says whatever she chooses to say it comes from a good place Absolutely. delivery is probably always not the best <laughs> <laughs> um but it's always genuinely from a good place and she was like you gonna need to get your shit together mm. like i'm just not feeling this and i'm not about to keep taking this either. that's fair like so and i feel like you know that happens for a lot of people especially whether it's like your partner or close family members when we go through stuff like we typically take it out on them because yeah. they're the closest yeah. not to say that it is okay but it's a you know a normal thing that happens so i think it's important for your circle to be able to call you out yeah so she was the first person to call me out mm. like she says some, she says some stuff. <laughs> like that mamas do, for sure. Right, she says some stuff, like you need to get it together. So I thought I could fix the problem, right? Yeah. So I started working for another therapist part-time, seeing yeah. clients, because at the time I was a supervisor, I wasn't seeing clients anymore. Right. Now, hands down, I love seeing clients. I just can't get do it at the capacity I've been doing it right. anymore. So that's why I'm in this like transition, you know, phase. But I started working for another lady, so I was doing part-time with her, and I enjoyed my my clients okay. like because that's what I, I genuinely enjoy the work that I do yes um so then I was great doing that but nine to five when I'm being a supervisor right, <laughs> like, right. it's, it's the 
still not it. Mm. Like, it's still not it. I think that's the first time in my life, like, I was using sick days. I've never used sick days at right. work. Oh, like, wow. I've never called out, like, use sick days or just left early. You took pride or got in there it. Late. Yeah. Like, that's not your thing. You love what you do. You're not calling <laughs> yeah, out. That's yeah, that's not me, like, ever. So I started doing that. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh. Like, this not, this not going to work. That's a sign. That's oh, a sign. So then my best friend came in, and he was like, well, why don't you just start a practice now? I never thought about it because, again, growing up, typically people who had their private practice were the older, you know, right. older folks who had a private practice. So, again, I thought I was supposed to follow the, the, the yeah. steps, the model. So yeah. then when he said that, I was like, hmm, okay. Right. <laughs> like, what's keeping me right. from doing it? I already got my license. So technically I can do it. It's true. Um, so what's the holdup? Right. So then I think, you know, the fear sets in of like, well, I don't know how to fucking start my own private practice. Right. Like, you never did it. I don't. Right. Like, I don't know. Um, mind you, I'm working for this lady who's doing her own. So any any job that I've had, I always like to talk to the top person. I like to know. Yeah. I like to know. I like to see what they're doing um, just because at some point I see myself being that way. Like, yes. it's always been that, you know, way for me. So, like, I've talked to her. I talked to her a lot about it. And she hit me with, a, like, an ultimatum. And it was like, well, you could leave your job and come work for me full time. Um, but if you want to do your own thing, you can't stay here That's either. That's the goal. So that was another reality check. I was like, dang, like, it's just, again, I think it was, you know, the fear of the unknowns, unknowns, so trying to, like, take these little steps. Right, tiptoeing. But tiptoeing around it, but, like, when she hit me with that, too, I was like, so I'm not about to go from being miserable at one place to being miserable at another place. Right. Mind you, I'm doing something that I love, but she's going to give me more flexibility, but it's still not the same thing. Right. So at that point, I was like, okay, so we're going to need to figure this out. Right. We're just going to need to figure this out. The best, so, the best lesson right there. Literally. So that is the first time I think I just truly like took a leap of faith and just was like, I gave my job like a two month notice. Yeah. And I gave him a two month notice because I cared about my I was staff. I going to say, that's nice. That's I cared about my staff. I wanted to be in the process of like hiring the new supervisor because I knew what my team needed. Yeah. Um, when I became the supervisor... If it wasn't for like my supervisor before that, which left, she moved to Texas, which slid me into the spot. Like right. when I got to that job, she knew off rip, like I wanted to be a supervisor. I'm not about to be a therapist forever. I like, yeah. I've been doing this. So she was training me from day one. So she had a kind of setup that she was like, so it slipped me in there. Yeah. So like, if it wasn't for her, I don't know how I would have done being a supervisor anyway, because like, honestly, I got handed like a shit show. Right. <laughs> Damn. That I had to figure out. So I think yeah. that made it worse in terms of me being miserable, too. Because, like, I was in meetings and meetings all day. And then I was starting trouble and not following through right. and stuff because I didn't agree with it. And I would tell them why. Like, were you therapists before? Were you out there doing this? Right. Like, that, that don't add up. That don't add up. Like, right. That's not it. Right. Like, I'm not about to tell them to do that. I know that. I know firsthand that that doesn't work. Um, so... I think that added to that. So, like, at that point, when I made the decision to, you know, leave, it was two months because I just wanted to make sure my team was good. Yeah. Do you recommend that, though? Two months? Like, if someone's getting ready to do what you're about to do, like... No. But they're going through it. Do you recommend that still? No. I think everybody has to think about the timeline that works for them. Yeah. Um, because... Now, if I was like knowing what I know now, right. I wouldn't have made it two months. Yeah. Like, because realistically, like, they're going to replace you. Mm -hmm. Like easy so 
And I can't say, like, at that point, the loyalty was to the job. It wasn't like I really cared about my team. Yes. Um, like, they were people that were my colleagues that we worked together at one point, and then they trusted me when I became their supervisor. So I didn't want to leave them hanging like that. So right. for me personally, it was more loyalty to them. Um, the crazy thing about it is after I left, like, a couple left after. Oh, <laughs> you, started, you started a trend. Look at you, man. It, Causing trouble. It just kind of, like, rippled effect right. kind of right. thing. Um, so, yeah, no, I think everyone has to pick their own timeline. Um, I don't advise anyone to stay at a place longer than they need to. Right. So, you know, within that two month timeline, like I was making sure my team was good. But on the back end, I was like, OK, what do I need to do to start this business? Yeah. I was looking at office spaces. I was making sure I was paying a little bit insurances, like um, had a website, had this, this and that. I had to have some stuff going so yeah. that like my first full day, which was like October 1st, 2016, like it was it. Like, this is go time. <laughs> like They call that shock therapy, what you went through. Like, literally, like, yeah. you got to figure it out right now. Yeah. You just on the fly. Like, you just in the ocean and you just, you, you just, you trying to stay afloat. Right. So, realistically, though, my mom was like, worst case scenario, you can get a job anywhere. True. She was like, you have a lot of experience. You can get a job anywhere. Right. She literally was like, the only reason this won't work is if you sit on your ass. Mm. So if you want this to work, you better figure out get how to make it work. Right. I'm like, all right. So I know I took some stuff from every other job that I was at, you know, in terms of what's the type of practice that I want to build. Took some stuff that I learned from the lady that I was working with. And then it was kind of like, all right, Brent, figure it out. You sure figure did, it out. though. You sure did. did. Why... Why did you choose to like join this profession? It sounds cliche, but oh. I like helping people. Oh. Like, oh, it sounds we need more so, than that. Like, so, so realistically, like, when I'm doing therapy with my clients, it does not feel like a job. Really? For me at all. Yeah. I can talk to people all day long, which is interesting because I don't I like this. Talk, right. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, wow. You but hear that? talking to someone else to help them through whatever they're going through, it's very much natural to me. Okay. Um, I've kind of been raised that way. Um, always kind of put in that light, like growing up. Just yeah. always been that. Um, so it comes easy. Um, it was my second profession, though. This is not what I wanted to do. What did you want to do? Forensics. So. Wow. That's a whole nother. <laughs> right. Whole nother lane. Yeah. So I wanted to go to school for forensics. I wanted to be like some forensic science scientist. I wanted to do crime scene type of stuff, okay. like all that good stuff. So that's what I wanted to go to school for. Yeah. And I was supposed to go to um, a school in Boston for that. Okay. Got into the school, but you know, financially, it wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't adding up. No, it wasn't adding up. Yeah. So UConn was my safe school. Um, but they gave me the most financial aid. So I went to UConn, right. but UConn didn't have that degree. Mm. Um, they didn't necessarily have a social work degree either. Yeah. Now they have a bachelor's in social work there, but they didn't have it at the time. But they had sociology, psychology. Yeah. I can make it work. I can still get to my end goal. Yeah. Like I kind of knew that. Um, and I think that's different for me than other people who may go to school. Like I feel like I knew the progression I needed to take at school. Yeah. Um, I do well in school. Do I like school? No. Um, but I knew I needed to get the degree, right. get the master's to get here. So yes. I was very tunnel vision on that. Um, so yeah, I got to UConn and I was like, I had to go with the second, you know, the second option. Yeah. Um, do I still love forensics? Yes. So that's I watch crime scene shit all day, every day. Like Dateline, First 48, yeah. documentaries on cycles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I even started a second master's. Really? After 
the master's in social work. How did I started a second master's for a master's in forensic psychology because my goal was to get that and then be able to go into jails and stuff and do those forensic assessments with the serial killers and stuff like yeah, that. What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, so I tried to get back to that. Right. Working at the time did not allow for that. I'm sure. So like literally I had three classes left and did not finish it. That kind of... Is that messing with you a little bit? Not anymore. <laughs> you're done, you, you, so it's over. Like you don't, you're done with that. Yeah. For now. Yeah. There's a possibility. <laughs> it seems like it's in there a little bit. It's still there. It's still there. You still watch the shows. You still like. You sound real passionate about it. It's the crazy people. They intrigue me. I don't know wow, why. That's like, why you're a therapist. Right. See. No, it's all making sense now. So like, I think I'm also just intrigued by people's thoughts yeah the way people think about things the way that you know what we go through in life just affects different things that we do yeah like always been um I think what pushed it more is when I had one of my most traumatic losses in college mm -hmm. and then that's when the first time I went to see a therapist right um and I was an asshole to that lady I apologized to her after um but why that we, was a reality check for me yeah what why do you feel you were an asshole to her though so there was no real reason for me to be. Oh, man. That was not really. You an asshole, yo. You don't got no reason? <laughs> Damn. No. Honestly, thinking back in it, no. So I'm going to own that. Right. No. Okay. Um, so at the time, I had lost one of my closest college friends. Um, and that's the first time I like had a loss that significant. Yeah. Um, and I declined very bad. Um, so that was junior year of college. Declined, like literally failed two classes. I had to oh, take them man. over. Um, during the summer, like kind of like checked out. Yeah. Um, and my dad, you know, my dad and my mom noticed and my dad was like, yo, you need to go talk to someone. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to talk to no one. And he was like, um, you're going <laughs> yeah. to go talk right. to someone. So I remember he took me and my friend um, to go talk to a lady. She happened to be a white lady. Okay. Um, I was going to ask that too. She happened to be a white lady. Um, so I remember going and I was a complete asshole to her. I was real yes or no, not really giving anything. Um, my dad was like, you didn't really try. And I was like, how she going to tell me what I'm going through? Right. And his response was like, well, how are you supposed to be a therapist if, you know, yeah, you, can't, you even. can't even. And that was another like, OK, so let me find a therapist and work through this. Right. So I went through a couple before I found one. Um, and it's interesting because the one that clicked with me was a white lady. Really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was the first how one can that she clicked with you? me. You know, right. Um, but I feel like for therapy, you have to be ready. Okay. And at the time I wasn't ready to actually sit there like and process stuff because I knew I would have to process the death of my friend, Yeah. but that wasn't going to be the only thing that I needed to process. How do you know when you're ready? Especially um, when you're in the, in the midst of all of it, like the emotion, how do you know? When the emotion has become too much. Okay. Um, when you don't recognize yourself anymore, when all of the little things you've been trying to do to manage don't work. Okay. Um, yeah. So it got to that point. Yeah. It okay. got to that point. Like, I mean, most people see me and they're like, Brittany's always happy. Yeah, it was happy. Yeah, cool. always. Right. That wasn't it. Oh, wow. Um, so that wasn't it. Yeah. So that was, you know, so prior to you know the job experience that was the other time in my life where I was like very miserable okay and not happy with things and kind of just there 
but not really thinking about stuff. Like I wasn't sleeping. Mm. Like it was that traumatic of an experience. So yeah. like I wasn't sleeping. Um, like I said, I do well in school. So to be failing, too. failing classes and me not caring yeah. that I failed the classes right. was like, okay, like we need you to do something. Um, so I was like, it was two therapists. I called around. So yeah. I think most people don't realize is like, you got to shop around for your therapist. Okay. Um, this is a person that you're trusting your life with. You're trusting, you know, yourself to be very vulnerable with. Yeah. You got to trust them. Um, and they got to, their values have to kind of line up with you. So I recommend people like, you know, use psychology today, use um, therapy for black girls, therapy for black men. Like there's a bunch of different directories. Use them, read the bios, call. Most therapists, typically all therapists do 15, 30 minute consultations. Call them and ask them questions. Yeah. See what their vibe is like. Okay. Even then, you can go and meet with the therapist in person. And if you don't like them, don't have to stay with them. Right. Find another one. <laughs> like that, that's okay. gonna fit. How do you know they're bad though? It's just—is it just a vibe type of thing? Like, do, have you even have you ran across bad therapists? Like, oh my gosh! Like this this person's horrible at what they do. So for me and my therapy journey, no. Right. Um. That's a good question. I was talking. <laughs> yeah, Me and my therapy journey, no. Um, I am not going to bash any other therapists. I think that, you know, people who are in my profession do it for their own reasons. Yeah. I think, you know, as a therapist, we always need to be checking ourselves and where we are mm -hmm. um, so that we can give the best to our clients. So I've, I've experienced, you know, with colleagues when they're at their stage of burnout right. where they don't really care and this and that. So, you know, when I talk about my transition, phase with me is like we have to keep that in check we're dealing with people's lives yeah man um, this, so is, this is serious, serious stuff man right 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 so i think you know for you i think for an individual you got to go off someone's vibe but also going off of making sure you know they specialize in different things that you need yeah ask them questions so you you not only want to ask them questions about how you're going to afford them but yeah. you want to ask them questions about you know what's their thoughts on sexuality right. what's their thoughts on you know minorities and what we're dealing with right now like mm. ask them questions because if those things don't align with you it's probably not the good fit right. you know I, I tell people to ask now ask questions about you know um, their thoughts on um, family dynamics right. are they you know stuck back in you know women being always submissive and in the house and doing this yeah. or have they kind of migrated a little bit and it mm. can work you mm. know okay um, religion is a big one you know that's one of those areas people don't like to touch right, right? Leave it alone. but like I can't go see a Catholic therapist like I can't go see like me personally yeah. I can't see a strongly religious therapist it doesn't work okay. I don't see myself as religious I see myself as very spiritual okay two separate things right um, so it's like those things you gotta pay attention That's to very interesting. Um, and kind of ask those questions to know if it works for you because if that's something that you're struggling the therapist ain't gonna be able to help you through that if y'all not seeing, you know, somewhat right. eye to eye on that. True. But then even after that too, like after you've worked for a ther with the therapist for a time, um, you can separate and go to another therapist. Right, you don't have to just be locked into this. Right, because I think, you know, your therapist helps you for whatever journey is going on at that time. And, yeah. you know, you're growing, so your needs are gonna be different later. So when I met with the therapist that I had that was white, I liked her because she came from a different profession Okay. Um, into therapy um, so she kind of knew and at that time like I was figuring out the entrepreneur thing too and you know whatnot um, so she 
came from a dis- different, um, you know, area of work to therapist, but she also knew to call me how to call me out because okay. she knows I'm a therapist. Right. So I know what to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the tricks. You know, right. Sad right. So any therapist I've had to work with has has had to call me out on my bullshit oh. because I know what to say. Right. Like I know how to mask it. I mean, at the end of the day for a therapist, we have to check our shit at the door before we work with our clients. Yeah, that's hard. So man. I know how to do it. Yeah. So automatically and like, natural that like when I sat down with the therapist, like, she was hey, like, you, you just gave me like a textbook answer. Mm. Like you just gave me the bullshit. So you want to really tell me what's happening? Mm. <laughs> like, mm. and I'm like, okay. I like this. <laughs> like, I like, like cool. So I worked with her for a little bit. And then I felt like my journey was good with her. Um, and I felt like I was in a good place at that point. Yeah. Um, and then I've had, I have two other therapists right now. That's good, man. How do, how do you, do you think, well, you know how I feel. <laughs> I make this very clear. I still think it's a fad. Okay. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, is it helpful? Yes. Yes. Do I think like, <laughs> yo, man, I just feel like, y'all be honest. I feel like black people, we get on this, like, there's this train we get on and we're mm-hmm. last to it every single yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm sure other races have probably been doing therapy, mm-hmm. right? I don't know the statistics. I don't yeah, know the yeah. numbers. Yeah. But I feel like when we get something, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, go do it. And mm-hmm. it's like, then I see dollar signs and I don't know <laughs> people's, like, their true interest. Right. So I will agree with you. That is one thing that irritates me. Mm. I do agree that there is, you know, this black culture thing, right? Yeah. Um, I, you know, hands down, of course, you know, I love, you know, us being a minority. I love black people. I, I love that. Like, I'm not going to steer away from that. Absolutely. Um, but I do think that, you know, there is this, like you said, fad with therapy. Like, y'all need to talk to someone. Go talk yep. to someone. Do this. And for me, it's like, are y'all talking to someone? Um the people who are promoting it, are you doing it? Yep. Like, so for me, yep. I have my therapist. I go and check in with my therapist at least once a month. I probably need to go like twice a right. month because it's not only for my own benefit, but, you know, I take in a lot with dealing with my clients, too. Right. Um, so f- I probably need to go more than that, to be honest. And but that's you a go, thing, Yeah, that's a thing that I'm, you know, working on. Um, but, yeah, like it is a fad. It irritates me. Um, I think there's a difference. And I usually have the unpopular opinion from most people, which is why I keep to myself sometimes. Right, right. Um, but... You don't have to do that here, though. <laughs> this is this is why you're here. Um, there is a difference between um, a life coach and a therapist. Okay. Um, and I don't discredit life coaches at all, but as a therapist, I went to school for this. Yes. There's a certain level of training that I've done. Yes. That I know how to deal with. Yep. Um, so, you know, I don't like to lump these professions together, even though that we're all in like a healing type of setting. Yeah. I think we can provide different things to individuals. So I think it's important for the person to know what they're looking for, what they want. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of people I know who've had bad experiences with a therapist and they just write off therapy too. I'm sure. And I'm like, well, that was your first time. And when they usually tell me their experience, I'm like, I could have told you that wasn't going to work either. Right. Like, it's kind of like you had red flags from the start. Exactly. And you just, still, you just kept going. You just kept yeah, going you kept with ignoring it. Ignoring so, them. Yeah. Right. So, of course, that was going to be a bad experience, but you still need to go because right. nothing has changed in your life. Right. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like 
more people need to go to therapy and truly do it. It's for yourself. It's yeah. not for everybody else. It's not for the collective. It's not, you know, to put out there that I'm going to therapy. Yeah, like, right, right. You don't need to do that. Like, if, if you want to share and that's a part of, like, you know, your story, your testimony, go for it. I'm, I'm not going to stop any of that. I just hope that you're doing the work. Right. It's like people um, talk down on, like, like if you don't go, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, you don't go to therapy? Like, I bet you that person's not going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the craziest thing now. It's just like, hold I on, bet you wait, that person what? is not going or that person did a couple sessions and think they know everything about exactly. it and it fell off and they're still not going. Um, one of the things that I, like, advocate in my practice is, like, you know, therapy is a journey. Mm. Just like our life is a journey, right? right? So just because you go for therapy for like a couple months here and you stop doesn't mean you're not going to need therapy again at some other place. Right. You're, we're growing. We're constantly growing in life. So I think you constantly are going to need some type of therapist or a life coach or spiritual, you know, person that guides you. Or like you'll need those supports depending on where you are in your life. Yo, um, question. No, absolutely. Um do you feel like it's saturated? Like, how do you, number one, do you feel like you're, you know, being a therapist, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's crowded with people? No. Here's why. I'm not for everybody as a therapist. Right. Um, I know the type of therapist that I am, and I know that I am not going to fit with everyone. Right. Um, everyone needs different things. Um, I'm very comfortable in my lane. Um, I've had, you know, clients kind of like fire me. Um, How did that go? So the first time that happened, I was heartbroken. Oh, man, I can only imagine, right? <laughs> I was heartbroken because I think I'm a great therapist. <laughs> like, honestly, like, so the first time it happened, like, I was completely heartbroken. Like, I had to go to my therapist, like, let me tell you what happened. How they do and, it, though? Tell like, me. Tell me what happened. Well, the first time it happened, this specific, um, it was a teenager. She was, uh, 20 is not a teenager, but... She's getting there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, this popular, this generation of kids is a little bit different right. um, than us. Okay? Yeah. Our 20s and this 20s it's, is real different. Real different. Um, so, she basically was coming in for depressive symptoms, you know, dealing with family stuff, just very, like, down on herself. And she thought I was too optimistic, too happy for her. Um, oh, but I'm not about to be depressed with you. Like, right. that's going to keep the purpose. <laughs> like, so I was able to recognize that after that first moment yeah. of, of, like, damn. Like, and after the first one, like, I've had people who I've worked with and then they just fall off the face of the earth. Like, or I've worked with and they're like, you know what, Brett, I think I need a different approach or I need to try a different type of therapy or do something like this. Right. Like, I have to remind myself this is this person's life. They need to do what they feel is best for them. Absolutely. It doesn't necessarily have to do with me. Right. Um, it's what they got going on. But I also take those opportunities to kind of like check myself to yeah. go back to say like, okay, am I doing everything I could be doing for, you know, for my clients? Right. Am I in the best state of mind to be able, you know, to, you know, guide my clients and help them, you know, understand different things that are happening in their lives? Yeah. So it's so, interesting. So she was like, yeah, so like. You're done. I'm done with you. Like Yeah, she was like, I don't think I'm going to schedule another appointment. Um, I just, she literally was like, I think you're just, like, too happy. And oh, I was like, man. okay. Did you take another approach after that? Or was you still doing your same thing before? Like, were you still doing still it? Still did my same thing. But what I do is typically um, 
after I have this the initial session with a client where I'm getting like background information, they're kind of telling me why they're going, you know, why they're coming to therapy. I give them some information about me. I kind of ask them like, so how comfortable do you feel with me right, right now? And I give them a rating. Like I say from one to 10, one being oh, okay. like, you don't mess with me at all. So right now it's not going to be a good fit. And we're good. Yeah. 10, highly comfortable. And I usually tell people like, you're probably not there yet because this is the first time you're going to open up to anyone. So yeah. you're not there yet. So I kind of ask them on a scale, like how comfortable are you with me? Yeah. You know, if it's like, you know, four and up, I'm like, I can work with it. Yeah. Right. I can work with it. And I kind of just ask them too, like, you know, what would make you feel a little bit more comfortable outside of the fact that like, this is a process. Like I'm a still a complete stranger. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to get comfortable with me. And I put it out there like it's gonna take a couple sessions for you to get comfortable with me so i need you to just be open to that and that's the other part of therapy like yeah. people got to be open to like there's some therapists you may meet that you hit it right off right sometimes it may take some time it may take some time and that's a part of the process you got to just be open to that like everybody's just not like an open book immediately that's so. interesting <laughs> now <laughs> Do you have friends that come see you? I like talk people to me all the time. Like, but like personally, your services like pay. Like, yeah. you're there. Your therapist. How does how does that work? Cause y'all y'all friends, and how mm -hmm. do you know? How, like, how do you shift gears with that? How do you know how to? Or is it? Or is that just a friendship in general? Like, okay, so therapy for me is a special kind of friendship with your client okay um if you're working with someone for a long period of time you are developing some sort of a friendship with this with this person yeah. um all my clients i'll honestly say like they are like extended family to me okay um i see my clients out they will introduce me to their mama they uh come me Brittany. this is my therapist okay. i've got invited to baby showers and graduations wow. and birthday parties and i've had to say no because I have to keep that professional, yeah, that's the, okay, okay. keep that professional lane right there. Right. Um, I've had younger clients that I've worked with that I have definitely gone above and beyond for them. Yeah. Um, outside of probably what you know a typical therapist would do, but I consider myself very hands-on with my clients. Um, I know what I would need. Yeah. Um, and sometimes just talking through something isn't it. So right. like you know I'm the one who's in a session. We'll talk through some stuff. I give you some homework. You come back. You didn't do it. Okay, we're going to do this homework in this session together. Right. We're going to do it together because it needs to happen. Right. Or, you know, I've had, you know, younger clients who, you know, who are in that, you know, 18 to 24, you know, 26 type of range where they're trying to figure stuff out and like don't know how to do, you know, some things. And OK, I'm going to go with you to do this. Yeah. Like I've had, you know, older clients older than me who, you know struggle with anxiety bad and go to a doctor's appointment and don't know how to advocate for themselves. I've gone with them to the doctor's appointment. So we've processed it before, but when they need help and for me to jump in to help so that they advocate, I've done that. Yeah. So I, I do a lot of extra with, with my clients. So I think that creates, you know, this level of a relationship. But to answer your question with my friends that have come to me, um, none of my like inner circle are my clients. Okay. Um, so, you know, that other layer of friends, yeah, that, yeah people you went, have, yeah, that you, yeah, yeah, you that know, like, through passion, you see, them. right. Yeah. Um, they have been my clients and that works because we don't really know each other. Right. To be honest, like you see, each other, <laughs> like, you don't know each other, like right. we all went to Bloomfield, but we don't really we know, know each, each other. other. Right. Like we all have gone to Bloomfield, Windsor, Hartford, like grown up with each other in high school or gone to college, but right. like 
we don't really know it's each other. true um so i do very good with putting that boundary in place i don't take everyone um if i feel like they can't you know keep a you know boundary in it but typically um so you fired people before yes like like yo i, I don't want i don't want to do that you could yeah, hey, that's, that's messed up, yo. Well, no, 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 no. So, it, it, sounds, it sounds messed up. It's not messed up, but it's like, yo, look, man, you can't come here no more. So, as a therapist, you can't just take everybody that comes ringing your phone. That's true. Really? Like, that's, you can't. Why? Because you have a responsibility to give them the best therapy that you can give them. Um, so, I don't, for example, I don't work with schizophrenic clients. Brittany, you can't help you. This, uh, um, uh-oh. Like, because that's not my specialty. There's okay, a, got There's an extra layer. Have I tried? Yes. Extra layer, I refer out. Okay. Um, I refer out to someone else that can help you. If people are calling because they want specific type of therapies, I refer them out. Because, again, this person needs to get the best, the best type of therapy. Right. I'm not just going to take you just to take you to say I'm doing something. It's not benefiting you. That's true. And the damn sure ain't benefiting me. Right. <laughs> like, a little bit, though. You got you got a check coming. Yeah. That's the plus side of the business. Right, right. Like, that's, to be honest, like, that's the plus side of the business. I have done over the years plenty of free therapy. Mm. I can tell you to this day, there's probably, like, two or three clients on my caseload right now that I'm giving free therapy to. Why? Um because I enjoy what I do. Oh, okay. um, and also because we established a connection that like I know that, you know, eventually I'm going to refer them to someone else. Got you. But it's like this window of them being open to therapy is here right now. So I want to, you know, establish a good foundation with them so yeah. that they go for it. Because sometimes people are like, oh, I can't work with you. So then they close that door. Right. For us black people, I want us to be in therapy. Right. <laughs> exactly. So you want to keep that going as much as possible. I keep it going. I, I give them a good experience with therapy so that they can be open-minded to another experience that's going to be good versus like, well, she just didn't want to help me, so fuck it, I'm not doing therapy. Like, bro, you need to be doing therapy. Right. <laughs> like, do, you, do you deal with women, uh, you know, postpartum after they yes. have a child? How, yes. how, how does that work? How does that work for you? So I've gone through um, training at UConn to work with, you know, women through, um, you know, motherhood, through, you know, the beginning of pregnancy and through. So I've done that training. Like, I do a lot of additional trainings okay. to make sure I'm on top of my skills because, you know, things change all the time. Yeah. Um, and that also affects, like, the type of clients that I take. Um, so, like, I do, you know, therapy with mothers in postpartum. Like, I also specialize in adoption oh, okay. um, and adoptees, you know, kids and adults. So I specialize in doing that. I did a whole, like, year training for that. Um, I specialize in LGBTQ and transgender specifically. Wow. Like, I've had about five transgender clients over the years okay. that I've helped from, you know, the first thought of it through hormones, through sex change. Like, wow. So I've worked with that. And those are areas of interest with me that I, you know, get the extended training and do that. Um, I should be, you know, certified to do trauma therapy. I just never completed my stuff for that. Right. <laughs> but I, I've done the training, do the work kind of thing. But, you know, working with moms, I, I do work with moms. Um, I, I've worked with a lot of teen moms, a lot of young moms, yeah. um, a lot of moms who are on, the, you know, their second kid. And, you know, so that actually comes through my door a lot. 
Um, so I kind of work with them and I connect them to like Whitley. Right. Um, right. <laughs> Whitley's the, the connector. So, right. and Whitley has bring, brought clients to me as well. Right. So we kind of tag team that yeah. in a way yeah. um, because there's things that I know I could do for them, you know, on the emotional side of things. But in terms of, you know, the whole pregnancy and everything that comes with that, Whitley is your That's expert. your thing. I, send them, I slide them right on over here. So, so that's wow like the spectrum is so wide like yeah damn i mean that's what i like about my private practice is that i deal with the wide range of clients yeah so that's why when i say like it doesn't feel like a job to me when i'm talking to people because it's different every day i get something different every session like every session is different there are some sessions that are a little more heavier yeah. than other ones there are some sessions i'm like this person's wilding, like, wow. this is crazy, wow. like, just is, like, you know, I get a wide range, but, you know, within that, too, I just thought about something, like, if I've been working with someone for an extended period of time, and we're hitting a wall, yeah, I will fire. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah, I will I'll fire, be- but it's, in. I basically let them know like that I feel like we've hit a wall. Yeah. Um, I give them the reasons that I feel like we've hit a wall, whether it is I think, you know, they're not doing the work. I'm working harder than them. Yeah. Um, or, you know, there's something in there that I don't necessarily specialize in and maybe they should try a different approach with someone else. Um, and I've done that, you know, I do it even more now. Since COVID, I've done it way more now. Right. Because I don't have the capacity for that anymore. Like I'm at a place where... You know, if you're not going to do the work with me, like, it's not beneficial for either of us. Yeah. Um, and I can have another client who actually needs that slot and use that time versus right. clients who will, you know, we say the same thing every week. Yeah. We've gone through steps. We've I've challenged this and that, given different perspectives, and you coming back to me with the same thing. So at that point, I'm like, okay, well, let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break. I want you to keep in mind all the progress we've made, where we're stuck at. Here's my suggestions and recommendations. And then... Holla at me in a couple months. Let's see where you at. Because you got to do the work. Realistically, right. you're meeting with your therapist once or twice a week. Okay. Um, typically with outpatient therapists like this. Like, yeah. So you're meeting once or twice a week. Anything more than that, you're in some type of program or this or that. Um, so you're meeting me with me for an hour, two hours max a week. You got a lot of work you have to do outside of that. Right. Like, So we start... And then you got to keep it going. Yeah. So if you don't keep it going, it's not going to work for you. Question. Is there like an end like where it's like, yo, you completed this program? Well, yeah. So um, depending on it, you got to go back and look at the reasons you come to therapy. And your therapist is supposed to be keeping track of these things to what we're working on and the progress that you're making. So like if someone's specifically coming to me, like I've had a, a couple people come to me for like anger management. Um, one of the craziest cases I had, she came for me, it was court mandated anger management because she was out here doing some wild shit. shit. Um, so, you know, we did, you know, maybe like 12 weeks of anger management focusing on the incident that got her into trouble, you know, processing that new coping skills, different things like that, how she can handle it better. And at that point, you know, my services is done unless you want to continue and talk about something else. Okay. So at that time, this specific client was like, so we worked through all this, but clearly I got other issues right. that I want to talk about. Some stuff the out. other yeah. stuff. Um, so we've done that, you know. Um, other clients, again, it all depends on where you are in your life right now. So typically I start with clients and we meet once a week. And then depending on the progress we made, it goes down to bi-weekly. It can go down to monthly to the point where, like, you're good now. Yeah. 
if you need me, you know how to get in contact with me. But you're good. Continue to do the things we've been doing and the progress you've been making, and you'll be fine. But if you need me, because life happens, yeah, you know how to you know how to get in touch with me. So even if you're good, you can still go to therapy. Like, yo, I'm good. Like, I just want to talk. Yes, I have a couple clients like that. Just need an outlet. I just need to talk. Like, I have one client in particular who I've been seeing for a couple years now that yeah. just wants to talk. I'm just the outlet. I probably don't even say anything in this session, to wow, be honest. Wow, they just talking. They just need to talk, but that also goes to show that, you know, um, she doesn't really have anyone else that she can just, like, openly talk to. So, like, family dynamics and your, you know, your your circle plays a big role into it, too. But she just comes to talk to get the stuff out of her head talks. because reality is... I can't share shit with nobody. Right. Like, I can't share shit with nobody. You can literally say whatever it is that she wants to say. Yeah. Um, I will interject, you know, when I need to, to be like, maybe you should think a little bit more about this one. Right. Like, you, you, let's, let's actually talk about, like, stop. Let's talk about that one. Cause right. Stuff going on. But I do have, it's nothing wrong with just talking. Do you just ever, talking. Do you ever think therapists really tell other people's business? Do you think that, like, that happens? Okay. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> So a part of being a therapist, now there's a difference between when you're working at an agency and you, you know, you're around your colleagues and things all the time versus working in a private practice and you have to build a network of other people. We deal as a therapist, we take on and deal with a lot of baggage. Mm. We have to have an outlet. Absolutely. We have to have an outlet. Typically, our outlet is with other other therapists. Right. And it's not to badmouth our client. It's to say, hey, this client told me some crazy shit, and I don't really know how to, <laughs> to go for or what right. to do with this one. Right. So now this therapist is like, yo, try this with this client. Mind you, I'm not saying, like, when I meet my colleague, like, so I had to talk with Anthony. Right. And he told me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's what Anthony, I'm thinking. Anthony like, yo, you know the dude, right? Yeah, the video, the dude with the camera. Yeah. No, I'm saying literally I have a client that's going through A, B, and C. I need some help of where to go with this client. So, like, even at my practice, we do monthly where the team meets together and we talk about clients. We talk about clients to be able to support each other to be a better therapist for you guys. Because as therapists, we don't know everything. Yeah, y'all need help too. Yeah, That's all I'm thinking. (laughs) I'm like, yo, if you're dealing with so much people, that must be... I don't want to say depressing or anything, but that must be a lot. It's a lot. And you love it. Yes. You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, but this is why I started. I let you know that I'm in a transition because I've hustled for a while to where I've seen like 40, maybe even more. Like the max I've seen in a week is probably like 50 clients. What? Which is wild. And that was when I was working like Monday through Saturday. While and doing the most. How much is a session? Um, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, no, no, no. Like, so I take a bunch of different insurances. I literally charge between 100 and 150 a session. Um, insurance. 150 times 50. All my clients don't pay that. Okay. Um, most of like I take I take a lot of insurances, so yeah. it just depends on the rate with the insurance, and you know. Sometimes with the insurance, they have a contracted fee that's, that's the only thing you can charge anyway. So, again, like I said, I have a lot of clients I'm just taking for free right now. Too. Right. But because we take in so much and have to deal with so much, my tank yeah. of seeing 40, 50 clients a week is no longer there. Mm. So I have been slowly chopping down <laughs> my list of clients right. um, because as much as I love it, I don't want to end up like, hating it because I really I truly enjoy the work that I do so I'm being way more picky about the clients that I'm taking um if the clients are not doing the work I am giving them that break notice oh wow Um, like 
I'm literally shifting right now. What's not doing the work? Like, what? There's homework? Yeah, you can get homework from a therapist. Shit. Like, for example, like, if I have a client that's coming in and is complaining to me about them being broke. Right. Like, we're going to talk about the, all the reasons why you're broke and the role that you play in being broke, broke. or right. not having money to come in for a means of effort. So, like, you know, with that being said, if I'm like, you know, all right, so we need you to get a job. And oh, the shit. simple homework that I'm, I'm going to give you is, yeah. like, even just the small step of updating a resume and right. you come back to me and next week the resume is not done. Mm. Like, you can't keep complaining to me about not having income when you won't even first do the simple step. I didn't even give you a whole list of things to do. I just said start with the resume. Right. And then once you have the resume done, we can even talk through, like, the different jobs that you've had, experiences that you've liked, you know, what jobs are out there that you should apply for or right. challenge yourself with. Even validate it for people like you're not gonna like everything about your job. Right. Um, that's part of the that's, <laughs> that's part of the yeah. game. Right. Like you're not gonna like everything. It's true. Um, so we can't like I have one client that just be quitting jobs left and right. Like, sis. <laughs> like, yeah, man. You that's gotta... like so. Let's talk about why you keep quitting jobs left and right. Right. Like, let's talk about some entitlement there. Mm. Let's talk about some barriers to like you know different things you got going on. Why we can't maintain a job right now to be able to do this stuff. So if, like. If you're not going to take recommendations from your therapist that is ultimately going to help you progress in life, yeah. you're not doing the work. Like, that's you're not fair. doing it. No, if you're having fair. issues with, you know, family members and we process, you know, you and being able to communicate your needs and your concerns and you don't do that. Yeah. And we're still stuck in yeah. this. Like, you're not doing Yeah, you're work. not you're not you're not involved. You're not locked no. in like how I am. And you don't have to be a hundred percent there. You just have to give a little bit. And yeah. I tell people that all the time. Like you don't have to be a hundred percent in therapy. I think that'll gradually grow. Yeah. But you gotta give something. Like you have to give something. Like even if you come in and you're telling me like, you know, I can't stand my partner. And I might be like, you know, let's talk about all the reasons why you can't stand your partner. Right. And we start with the list, but I want you to make a concrete list and you can't do that for me. We need to know this list so I can help you understand right, right. so we can make some changes so I can see what is more so related to you and not your partner, right. what, where we can find so a compromise. So you can do your job. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't do it for you. Right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I can't do it for you. But yeah, so I've been chopping down on my list because like I said, my capacity isn't there anymore. Yeah. Um, and I got a lot of other things I want to do and that I'm good at doing too. Um, and I feel like, you know, with me working so much like that, you know, overall, my practice takes a toll. Yeah. Um, and I want to be way more supportive for my staff that I have, too. Right. Um, so, yeah. I got a couple questions, man. Like, it's all yeah. it's all going Go in. So um, <laughs> I just want to make sure I remember them all. So your client base, are they is it like a culture thing? Do you have any like other races as clients or like 99 percent of your clients are black? Probably like 95% of my clients are black and or like Latina, Hispanic, yeah. Latina, yeah. Latina, Hispanic, um, West Indian. Yeah, like, all within that room. Yeah. Do you have any white, white clients? clients? Yes, I do. How do, How is that? Like, um, is that difficult? No. Oh. Not difficult for me at all. Um, typically, the white clients that I have have grown up in the inner city. Oh, okay. growing up in an urban area. Okay, so they're um, not. Okay, got you. So yes, um, I have had maybe like three privileged white clients. Yeah. Um, that I've worked with that wasn't difficult for me either. Um, they struggled a little bit more 
because you got to bring them back down to reality. Right, right. Um, so definitely way more of challenging what they got going on, but they typically come to me for that. Mm. Um, so I'm very upfront with, you know, what I can give you. So I'm, you know, most of my clients see me as like tough love yeah. type of therapist. Like I'm gonna give you all the sympathy, empathy in the world. I might even cry in a session with you if it get wow. crazy. But I'm gonna be on your ass. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna be on your ass. Was um, it so? <laughs> was was it like? Okay, they're like, I need this black woman as a therapist. Did, like, cause they're white and they're like, I need a black so woman to no, tell me. So no, I don't think I ever had that experience. Yeah. Um, usually, like, they would find me on the directory, yeah. so they know I'm black. Right. <laughs> right. They see you. They see me. They see I'm black, and it doesn't seem to face them. Um. I think more so the ones that I've worked with want a different perspective. Okay. Because that's what I'm going to give. Right. A Absolutely. different perspective of what you have been experiencing. Right. Like, you know, so I've had, you know, the couple privileged, privileged white clients that I've dealt with, you know, they come in with issues of, you know, um, wanting to be very independent, but still depending on mommy and daddy to do different things. Right. So then we break that down about, you know, what it means to be truly independent. Right. Um, and how, you know, to put some healthy boundaries in place and how you're gonna have to, you can't say you wanna be independent and still want mommy and dad to pay for this. Right. Like, we, we can't pick and choose when you wanna do it. Right. Like, you got, so, you know, I've had to, you know, navigate through that with some clients. Um, I've had clients that I've had to navigate through um, <laughs> being a, a minority ally. Um, that is interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too. That is so they like they're telling you like, yo, I'm an ally, like I have black friends. I but when we talk about different things, I'm like, you know, so that doesn't align. Oh, um mm. that's not really aligning. But they were grateful for that. Right? Yeah, and I think them, yeah. this was in the mix of like in right before COVID, in the mix of COVID when we have all the George Floyd and protests and yeah, whatnot. That did it. And like, you know, that even put us at a, you know, I'll be honest, it put me at a heightened level of like working with white colleagues. Right. I mean, how um, do you do that at that time? How I don't. Do you, I didn't. You just said. Not, like, not even being funny. <laughs> I was like, if as a white colleague, a white friend, during those hard times or even on a, especially during those hard times where, you know, our, our nation is going through things, our community, our black community is going through things. But on a regular basis, if you're not checking to make sure and see how I'm doing and how I'm handling stuff, yeah. you're not ally. Mm. So you expect those clients to check in on... So I'm not expecting my clients to do it. Yeah. Because they're my clients. Right. So I'm not expecting them to do that. Right. But when it comes to, like, colleagues... Colleagues, right. You know, so you, you can't be pro-black for me if, you know, this situation that happened and you just didn't check in to say, hey, I just want to make sure you're good. You oh, know? Brittany, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't no, know. I'm not, not I didn't know. It. No one told me. <laughs> not buying it. Okay. No, I'm not buying it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just Can not. Check, like, well, now I know. Now I know. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's. That's a crazy topic. Yeah, I don't want you to be. Because, yeah. like, it's just crazy, but it's just like, I'm, I'm not buying that I don't know. I'm not aware mm. of what minorities go through. Right. Do more. Fair. When you want to know more, ask questions. Don't just assume, but then once you get my answers, you need to respond differently. Because okay. now, you, now you do know. But just to say I don't know, 
Find out. Then. Yeah, that's a bad answer. <laughs> I don't even like that answer is not tolerated around me. No. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm fi- that's fair. That's I'm, fair. I'm not like, not happening. Right. Like it's just it's just not it. Like, when, <laughs> like. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah. So I to back to the original. Yes, I've had some you know white you know um, clients. I still have some now. Just privileged um, black clients too. Oh yeah. Those are even great. Oh man, I have fun with my job. Really? Yeah, there's a whole like I said, there's a wide range. I enjoy. I truly enjoy my job because I think I learn a lot too. Yeah. There's times that I've had sessions with clients and it has checked me. Like they have said some stuff, I've responded, and then later I'm like, damn. I fucked up. Like not even that I fucked up, but like I need to work through that myself. Oh. Um, because yeah. I need to make sure I'm not projecting my stuff onto any of my clients too, which again I think it's beneficial for every therapist, every again, I, I kinda bunch us in this like healing culture, therapist, life coach, you know, Reiki, someone who's doing Reiki, you know, anything, spiritual, any of those different, you know, realms of like, you know, how you're working with people through stuff yeah. to have a therapist too. Gotcha. To have a group that you can get some stuff out to. Because again, we take in a lot and we always have to check ourselves. Have you ever felt like, damn, yo, I messed up. Like I gave the wrong like advice. Like has that ever happened? Like and then you went back and said, Look, man, maybe you should do something different. Right? So I don't think I've been in a place where I feel like I'm giving the wrong advice. I don't I don't give advice. So here's what I do with my clients. My okay. client can come in and give me a situation. Yeah. I'm going to give them multiple perspectives about the situation yeah. to allow them to figure out which lane they want to go in. Got you. And when they figure out the lane that when they go in, I'm going to be supportive of it. Okay. Because at the end of the day, as long as you are okay with the lane that you're picking, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. And then understanding that you can change that at any any time. So like I have one of, one of my clients, she's notorious for doing wild shit. So, yeah. Notorious for doing. Wild I feel like shit. you you said this three <laughs> times, and I think you're talking about this specific person. She's notorious for doing wild shit. Right. So she'll come in. Let me tell you, and I'm like, I already know. Oh, here it like, is. I already know. Yeah. So I, I let her talk, and then I break down perspectives for her, and she'll sometimes she'll say, you know what, I need to take the high road. I'll do this. Other times she'd be with the shits. Like yo, I'm about to slap her, and you'll be she'd like, she'd be with the shits, and I just ask her like, so with being with the shits, are you comfortable with the consequences and reactions that are gonna go with that? If you're comfortable with that, there's nothing I can do. I'm a slapper. Nothing I can do. I'm about to slap the shit out of her when I and see her. And if she calls the police on you and you get arrested and you catch a case or if that leads to other issues, are you okay with that? Okay. That's okay. <laughs> are you okay with that? Okay. All right, I got and you. And if a person tells me they're okay with that, it's their so, life. So you're like, like, so you're like, so you're like, all right, go ahead, man. Because we talked about every scenario <laughs> that's going to come with it. It's at the end of the day, I'm not here to, you know, oh, tell shit. a person how to live their life. Yeah. I don't want to be told how to live my life. Right, right. So I'm not here to tell a person how to live their life. I just want them to look at the big picture yeah. when they're making decisions. So there's that's never it. like, yo, you should, don't. Oh, well, I will, I will strongly suggest yeah, okay, that, yeah. you know. I don't think this is a good idea. Strongly suggest this. Okay. And like, even in situations with this particular client, like, okay, so if you decide you go to take that way like, don't think I'm going to be your cop out. Right. Like, don't, like, Brett, I need you to write me a letter. Or yeah. I need you to, like, oh, yeah, you know okay. what you were doing. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not coming to save, like, yeah, nah. No, 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 no. This okay. is why I talk about all oh, the perspectives. Okay. Again, like, cause I think there's no right or wrong way to live your life. Like, like granted, there are certain things that we should not be doing. Yes. Okay? Certain things. Yes. The, the obvious. Yeah, right? the yeah. obvious. But outside of that, everybody's life 
it's their life. Mm. So again, as long as you're comfortable with it, it's not gonna matter reactions you get from everybody else or right. how everybody else feels about it because you have to live your life. It's true. Like it's, I love when you know people you know make the comments, especially on social media. If I was in this situation, right? Blah, blah, yeah, blah, I would blah, do blah, this. Blah. I would do that. You wouldn't know unless you were in the situation. Right. Like realistically, you would not know unless you were in the situation. Right. So when a client comes in and presents the situation, I give them every avenue. And okay, which lane would you like me to help you with? Here's all your options. Yeah. Which one are we doing? And again, understanding that you can change. Yeah. Because we change. Yeah. So in a moment, and again, we're human too. People forget that therapists are human too. Like I have my moments. I'm choosing to be petty today. <laughs> like when I probably shouldn't. Right. Um, I'm choosing to be petty at the moment and then I'll I'll be an adult later. Like Got you, you have you have, you know, I was it's trying life. To, I was trying to get you. I was trying to set <laughs> you up. I was. I was. I'm 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 confessing. You handled it very well because I'm like <laughs> You gonna no. tell them to slap the shit out of somebody, but no. <laughs> if someone's telling me they're gonna slap the shit out of somebody, it don't matter what I say. Right, they gonna do that. Do it. Right, it doesn't matter what I'm saying. I'm just letting them know. Once you do that, right? This like, is... let me tell you what could potentially happen. What that looks like after you <laughs> right. do that. Right. So hopefully that gives them enough to like think about that decision before they do it, prolong it a little bit, right? Something, but like. No. I'm the type of dude that's like, yo, what should I do? <laughs> that's me. So, I have clients that do that. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. They're like, yo, should I slap them? And then, so, what do you? how do you respond? And my response is, do you want to slap them? I do, but I don't know what to do. So, why is there hesitation about whether you want to okay, slap them that's or not? Fair. Yeah, Like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to tell you to, because what's going to happen if I say slap them, you're going to do it, and then when you catch a case, it's going to be like, well, my therapist told <laughs> me to okay, like, got you. and then I'm going to lose my damn job. So, those <laughs> situations happen. Yes, people will ask me all the time, what should I do in this situation? I cannot tell you what to do in that situation. Right. Again, let's talk through the situation. Let's talk through all these different options you have. And now you need to figure out which one feels the best to you. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I would actually. You're not getting me caught up. Listen, listen. <laughs> I would ask you a million questions all day. I would actually like, yo, has someone tell you they committed a crime? Like, all these things. Like, I can't say anything. That's what I'm saying. I, that's, that is. Client. And therapist confidentiality is is a real thing. The same thing with like your, your lawyer. So, so it's why? The same thing. So they could tell you they committed a crime and they'll be free. Like they'll know like it's safe to tell you. Yeah. Wow, that is crazy. The only time that I need to say something if you're gonna tell me you're about to commit a crime. Okay. I have the duty to warn the person that is going to be in danger. Right. Like legally, I have the duty to warn that. Yeah, your job um, is serious. Yeah, but if you come in and you already did some shit, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's too late. Yeah, I there's nothing I can do about that. Like, <laughs> we gonna shift gears. I'm gonna hope that we can work through this to the point where you don't do the shit again. Right. Or you own up and take accountability for what you have done, so that you can really grow into a better person. Wow. But, but if you're gonna come and tell me like you come in like I'm about to go kill this person next day like. I need to, you know, assess if this is you just talking shit or if you right. really mean this. And if you really mean this, like, I'm on the phone. Like, just so you know, there's a yeah. threat made on this person's mm -hmm. life um, by such and such. I have to do it. And I'm going to tell you that I'm doing that. Right. Like, I'm not going to do sneaky shit behind the... You're going to sit right here while I make this call. Damn. <laughs> like, Damn. Because I don't want to mess up our relationship and the work that we're doing. Because I think, you know, if I think about just off a tangent but if i think about the way that you know our minority people think about dcf yeah um that's one of the issues the mistrust issue you know they come in they smile on my face they do different things and then they go behind my back and make these reports and do all these things right i'm not going to do that with you mm -hmm. i'm up front we're going to make the reports together <laughs> right, right. Yep. so that you know like we're in this together and i'm gonna help you through this 
but what you're doing ain't it either. Mm. <laughs> so I got to mm. make the report. See, you never, you never had a situation like that, though. Making reports? Yeah, like in front, like what you're just saying. Like you never. I've had to do a, a couple DCF reports, unfortunately. Um, that sucks. It does. But <laughs> how how's how's business? How's business in your field? Is, even though, because you know, I asked you, you know, is it saturated? You said no. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I, I mean, it's therapists all over the place yeah. to me. Yeah. So how how is the business side of things? Um, is it lucrative? You feel? Yeah, phones ring all day long. All day long. I probably got two missed calls now, to be honest. Um, the, the phones never stop ringing. People mm. always need someone to talk to. Right. Um, again, I think, you know, you have to be... Uh, new therapists coming up can't be worried about it being oversaturated. Right. There's never going to be enough black therapists. There's never going to be enough That's minority true. therapists. That's true. Um, so for us in particular, we're not right. oversaturated over at all. And even with that being said... Like, even if, you know, everyone in this area wanted to become a therapist, everyone comes for you for different things. You bring something different to the table versus everyone else. Right. Like, we, we go through similar schooling, you know, masters in social work go to the same schooling, you know, major family therapists go through their training, different things like that. Um, we bring something different to the table, but as a therapist, you also bring you right. to the table, too. So, I'm very transparent with my clients. I am not a dressed-up person in the office. Oh, really? That's not me. I am. That's what's up. Wintertime, you will see me in sneakers and a hoodie. Like, it's cold outside. Like, the work we're doing together has nothing to do with what I got on. Oh, my God. Um, You're changing. Yeah. I'm that therapist. Okay. Like, literally, because that's not the focus. Mm. Like, that doesn't define the work that I do with you and the, you know, everything that I put into the job that I do with you. It doesn't find that at all. Right. Like, not going to be me. That's a, that's, a, that's a great job, man. I, I mean, as far as dress code is concerned. So, and that's one of the things I love about my private practice, right? Because can do whatever I can wear whatever I want. Mind you, I'm still going to keep it professional. Right. Right? I'm still going to keep it professional, but I'm also, like, I'm, you're not going to see me suited right. up in a dress. Like, right. you know me. I Just do. Just ain't it. Like, ain't it. Right. <laughs> I do. I do. Low-key a little tomboy. Like, right. I don't, like, that's just not, that's fair, just not going to be. Fair so, enough. So I think in knowing that, you know, there's always going to be tons and tons of therapists, you got to keep yourself focused on what you bring to the table because everybody brings something different. Right. Um, and your clients that are for you are going to be for you. Like I have clients that have been sticking it out with me for like five years. Damn. And they have turned into the client where like we've dealt with all the shit that they're one of the people that just want to talk. Right. And it's on like a monthly basis, a bi-weekly basis. They'll take like, I'm going to take a couple months off, but don't take me out of your schedule. I'll, yeah, be, I'll back. be back. Right. <laughs> like type of thing. Um, but I like that because, you know, again, life is a journey. So we're on different spaces. But, you know, business is fine. The phone don't stop. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back to a grind come yeah. like September. Okay. Especially like I said, you know, my goal is to see less clients so I can manage the practice better. Yeah. I want to be able to provide more, not only to my staff, but you know, in providing more to my staff, they can do better as therapists too. Right. Um, so I'm, you know, taking the summertime as a time to like look at, you know, policies and procedures and the way we're doing things to, you know, make things better, make a smoother transition for clients getting in the door, um, offer hopefully some more services. Like there was a lot of things we had planned before COVID and COVID kind of like shut it down. Yeah. So now I'm revisiting it. Um, cause it just is what it is mm. <laughs> and it's, and it's time to get back to it. So definitely more, I'm in more in a business mindset now. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because let's, let's get to it. Um, 
outside of the, you know therapy, mm -hmm. what other business endeavors you got going on? Um, so I'm a commercial landlord. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> so that is great. That is exciting. Completely different. Right. From, you know, therapy. <laughs> um, so, but I enjoy that though. Um, I like that side of things. I think you know, with purchasing my first building for the practice, I learned a lot. Um, and it and instead of it like defeating me. It's like now I'm more interested in that real estate. And, you know, real estate is more of my, you know, retirement plan, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I like that aspect of things. I like being able to provide a space for minorities. Too. Yeah. Um, so I've been able to do that for a couple different friends, which I like that. I'm hoping to, you know, I'm doing some renovations on one of my spaces now to be able to offer more and hopefully continue to get space for us that we can be ourselves and be comfortable and do what we need to do. But. I like the commercial side of things. There's there's headaches that come with this. Um, Sounds I've experienced like it. Yeah. Lots of headaches um, with like you know you rent a space you don't got to worry about too much. Mm. I own the space now. I got a toilet clog. Mm -hmm. I got ceiling leaking. Phone calls. Is, I got. <laughs> I got the AC ain't really pumping like it's supposed to. Right. Like I got like. And that's shit. all you. You handle all that. Yeah. How do you balance? You know, the business side of, you know, mm -hmm. and then real estate. How I'm do you figuring it out now? You don't have there's no answer. To <laughs> I'm figuring it out. And then it also plays into this transition space that I'm in. Right. Um, because in order for those sides of the business to grow like I want it to, like yeah. I got to find some type of balance. I got to take a step back and do that. Um, so, like I said, with the, you know, private practice side of things, I have so many things I want to do to make it better. Right. Um, that includes doing stuff with the, you know, commercial spaces and whatnot. But, you know, um, I'm figuring it out. I don't got it. I don't got nothing figured out. Just so you know, I have not one thing figured out. So you just learn it on the go. Yes. You know, I have not one thing figured out. So wow. people will see it like, oh, you've been running a private practice. I'm going on like six years now. That shit is not figured out. Oh, you um, just. It is not figured out. Right. Um, I was very much affected like COVID, by COVID like everyone else. So, yes, we are still seeing clients, but whole shit's changed. Mm. Like whole system and setup. Like I had to figure out how to make everything electronic in like three days. Damn. Like lots. And still working on stuff because as much as technology is great, there are downfalls with technology. Like, right. you know, when I have a therapist that's on a session and their shit just goes out and they can't reconnect with a the client, they're, they're texting me. But right. I can't. I'm locked out. Like, how do I? I help. I need to maneuver. Right. I got to figure these things out. Um, so it's constant figuring stuff out. Constant. People, you know, I see a lot of women doing things, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've been speaking to a lot of people, mm -hmm. and, you know, some people say, oh, you know, they're in a relationship, their husband helped them, oh, mm -hmm. I was able to do this. Mm -hmm. You are by yourself doing this, <laughs> right? Yes. So I feel like people are going to look and be like, how, how are you doing this? I'm not completely by myself. So I have a good support team. Okay. Um, my best friend is probably like my main support in terms of the business. He's been there from like day one of, he was the one who told me just start the business now. Right. So he's been there from day one. So he's like truly a support for me. He, he will let me know when I didn't got comfortable and when I need to get my shit together. Mm. Um, so that on top of my mom, um, maintenance stuff in the owning commercial, you know, building is typically my best friend. And then I love my daddy. Um, my daddy is 
technically in Florida, but two times a year he makes a trip and he's here for two weeks and he handles whatever the hell I need him to handle. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so yes, the bulk of time I'm doing a lot of things on my own. Um, I'm also going to work on, especially with the, the goals that I have for the second half of this year yeah. of taking more help. Um, I only ask for help once. Yeah. And after that, I'll just, just do it on my it. own. But realistically, if I want to grow in the way I want to, like I need to be open and receive the help. So that is the area that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, but I have a close knit support system. I know like if I really needed help, I know who I can call. Right. Um, so I have, you know, a good support system. I know that, you know, even if uh, I have a couple of friends, even if I don't talk to them regularly, like I know if I truly needed something and I reached out, they would help me. Right. Um, it's more so me <laughs> that like, does, you know, yeah. that does everything has hands in everything again because i'm still figuring everything out right um because this is my livelihood this is my life this is these are my especially my business you know poc and then now trying to build this commercial thing like these are my babies right before i even had babies mm -hmm. like, these, like mm -hmm. these are my babies so like i'm very much controlled everything involved in there but i am going to like that is one of my goals for the second half of the year is to receive more help yeah um but like yeah like my core i would definitely say is like my best friend my mom and like my dad like i could pick up the phone right now and say i'm freaking the fuck out this needs done whatever whatever yeah they'll figure out how to do it even my parents being in Tampa, they'll figure it out like if worst case scenario my dad probably a hop a flight <laughs> like up, tomorrow yeah. to handle that um that's but, beautiful that's yeah. beautiful so i so i do have the support so everything is not like completely on me i think you know being in being an entrepreneur and having a business, you need support. Yeah. In the beginning, you could do everything on your own. But depending on where you want to take your business, yeah. you need help. Right. You, you literally need help. So, like, um, pandemic. Before the pandemic, I hired my first assistant. Why? I needed help. Right. I couldn't see my 40-something clients and answer the phones all day. Exactly. Like, so I hired a first assistant. Amazing. She has been a godsend wow. <laughs> to me. Wow. Like, I appreciate her so much. I don't have to answer the phone. Right. She does it all. Mm. <laughs> like, Shout out to that her. is one thing that is like not on my everlasting to-do list. Right. Like one thing that is there. Like <laughs> So you recommend when you scale up, get some help. You have to. There's no there's no way around it or you're gonna stay in a in that position. Um and for the lifestyle that I want to live. Right. <laughs> right. I need some help. Like, if I want to be the snowbird, yeah, like, yeah. and have a house on the beach somewhere, right. you need help. like, I'm going to need help. How'd you know to own the building instead of, like, rent? Like, how'd you, where'd that mindset come from? Um. And how'd you do it? Because, <laughs> you know, you're like, yo, I got the building, but it's like, how, how'd you get the building? Okay, so I was renting an office space on New Park Ave. Right. Renting a space, and I had just my single space when I first started. Um, and then three months later, I got another space because I hired two of my friends. Right. Um, so we were just constantly building. And then I was able to get a suite in the same building because I'm just constantly building and adding to the team. And I got to a point where, like, we just didn't have space. Right. And then I was just dealing with little shit in the building that I did not like. Mm. And my landlord was, like, a little bit of a slacker mm. at the time with getting stuff fixed. Like, leaky ceilings, this and that. And I'm like, again, I'm 
I've been, you know, I'm a tomboy, so I'm very hands-on. Like, right. I know how to do a lot of different things. So yeah. <laughs> that, you know, most people are like, Benny, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. Have one of your friends, someone do that. <laughs> but that's just how my parents raised me. My dad, too. Like, you know, growing up, like, my dad was a firefighter. Him doing stuff in the yard. I was out in the yard, too. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> so you know if, I, if I ask for help and you can't do it when I need it, I'm going to get it done. Like, I can't stop. Like, it's on my, I got to get it off my yeah, list. The There's show so much keeps other going, stuff. Yeah. So I, I got to figure it out. So like, I'm always working and doing stuff. So like, we just started growing out of the space. And at the time I was looking for more office space, but nothing was really like coming up to what I needed. Um, I was two years in business and I'm like, my mom, I don't, I don't know who said it. And I'm thinking it's my mom. I was like, just, just buy a building. And I'm like, okay. And I always thought about that at some point, but I didn't think I was ready. So there'd be these moments right. where I'm progressing towards that. And then the I think the the little fear factor comes in. Like, yep. oh, I'm not ready for that yet. But it's like, bitch, you quit your job. Like, you're ready for whatever Man, that comes you in. It. Like, so I was like, okay, let's buy a building. Like, so I went to the bank, talked to the bank, and they're like, oh, no, you've been doing good. You got enough. You got projections. We'll give you a loan to buy a building. There you go. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and then we talked numbers and it made sense and it added up to like what I was already doing. Yeah. Um, outside of like utilities and everything else that's going to come to it. But my rent rate and what my mortgage rate was going to be the same shit. Mm. And I'm like, instead of me spending money on fixing this little office that I got when I shouldn't be doing it anyway, I'd rather be fixing my own shit. Right. Like, that was the mindset for me. Um, and also the mindset of keeping everything like, I don't like owing anyone anything. Right. Like, I figured that. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. So that was just probably like the next progression and it just happened. So the first building I looked at was supposed to be in West Hartford. Um, and it was a shit show. Mm. It was a shit show. I lost over like $30,000 on that deal. Whoa. That did not fall through. Yeah. So I learned hard lessons like day one. Whoa. Um, so it was, I lost that amount of money plus dealing with West Hartford is a whole nother beast. Why you say um, that? They just too much. Like the they are too much. Like I need this. I need that. Now you need to add this. Oh no, this is this. That they're just way too much. Mm. Like way too much. Do I think they purposely do stuff for like minority people? Yes, but that's a whole nother. Yeah, we won't. Yeah, we right. Yeah. Um, but so the first building I looked at was in West Hartford. It was a great location. Um, West Hartford, Hartford Town Line, great location, big enough space for me to do a lot of different things. I would have probably had to, you know, do like a full renovation in the building, but I was like planned and ready to do that. Right. Um, on this deal, I worked with, um, I try to work with minorities. Mm-hmm. I try to. Um, that hasn't always worked out in my Uh-oh. benefit. Um, but it was a new process to me. I don't know anything too. I put a lot of, you know, faith on the people that I was working with to like handle different things. Yeah. Um, and I knew better because I know me. I like to learn everything anyway. Right. Um, so I was doing that, but like I eased up a little bit. Yeah. And in doing that, I didn't lost like over $30,000 uh. on that one. So I backed out of that deal because it was a horrible deal. Right. So I lost like $30,000. And then at that point, usually people tap out. Right. That, like will, end saying, some, like, tap out, that right? will end somebody. Um, I was like, nah, like I'm going to give my building. So then the building that we're in just like fell in my hands to be honest like and that is like god-given like literally it wasn't even on the market it was there i met the owner i told him what i did he was like i wanted to give it to you but we had to go through probate (laughs) because unfortunately his father died right black people not having wills please black people get some wills speak on it speak on it like 
we need to do this yeah. because it just it makes it complicates things yep. um so we had to go through probate i spent a little bit more on it but that beautiful building i did a full renovation of that a lot of money out of my pocket i think people don't realize too with building a business a lot of money comes out your pocket at first for like the first couple of years yeah <laughs> a lot like, of people don't see i feel like people see you know what you're doing and they don't see like they don't hear like all this mm -hmm. stuff that you're talking about yeah yo man it takes a lot it takes a lot man. well yeah so with spending a lot of money on my business, that means I couldn't do extra stuff that I wanted to do. Right. And I've been there before. So, like, going to get my master's, I did a three-year program. So, I did part-time and I worked full-time. Mm. So, I had a full-time job. I did part-time school. Plus, still had to have, like, a full-time internship. Crazy three years of my life. Right. But I didn't travel. I didn't do none of this. Like, I couldn't do extra shit and, right. and live. I, li I moved back home with my parents at that Ooh. time. Like, like it was a lot. After being on my own, like, I moved back home with my parents. Right. Up. Like, there's a lot of sacrifices Ice. that That's you have word. to make. You know, with getting this building, you know, I had to, you know, I moved in with a friend for, like, six months. Because rent had to, like, some stuff mm -hmm. have to give. So right. I moved with a friend for, like, six months. Damn. Like, like a lot of different things go into it. Like, I you know depleted my savings account yep. like a lot of stuff goes into getting to you know where you're at and it's not just like the startup to get there like i'm probably just now like realistically before covid i was probably just now about to see a see, see some profit. light yeah 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 and then COVID hit. <laughs> so we're like back at square one man um which again most people would just be like i'm done, I'm done. Nah, but like, I'm not done. Right. I see the potential. I know where I'm going, so I'm not done. I'm going to figure this out. Um, but yeah, so I learned a lot from that first, you know, loss of a building. Right. Got my building. I was excited about it. Learned how to deal with fucking contractors, trying to take advantage of you. Like, thank God for my best friend because, you know, men really have a problem with women. Speak on it. Like. Because they're the third person in the last <laughs> 24 hours. A woman, black woman, that's yes. contractors taking advantage of them. Yeah, but I'm so I get my mouth from my mom too when I need when it needs to happen. Right. Um. So I'm not playing that game. Mm. Like I'm very upfront where like I I pay for my service. I've never been the type of person who is not trying to shortchange person, no one like that. So like this one in particular contract that I was working with, we signed an agreement. Here's the timeline and stuff he gave me. Yeah. He was deviating from the timeline all the time. Now, understand stuff happens. Communicate with me, though. Right. Like, when you don't communicate with me, now I'm pissed off. Right, <laughs> like, right. Now I'm upset. Like, I feel like extra money's coming out of my pocket. You're holding up my timeline mm. to do things and get inspections and do this and that. Like, mm. I need you to communicate. So he wasn't communicating with me, and I flipped out. I flipped out one day. Yeah. And when I flip out, I have my receipts. Right. So I flip out. I rent receipts. I'm very much professional. I follow up with a professional email that's going to read you too, but in a professional right. way. Like, I do it very well. Mm. He was taken aback by it to the point where I couldn't continue to work with him. I had to get my best friend's stuff in. Damn. Like, so you be the face because we can't interact because now he's seeing me in a type of light, but it's your fault. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, it's your fault. So, like, unfortunately, like, I think, especially just as women, but as black women, we definitely deal with this, like, also, who owns the building? Yeah. Excuse me? You're talking to her. Right. I am the owner. Yes. <laughs> like, you got to come through me. Like. Yeah. But I don't understand. Like. I'm going to find y'all contractors <laughs> that keep doing this, all right? Y'all stop taking 
people's money trying to take the bag and run off. Seriously. I'm, t- I'm tired of this. Seriously. I'm t- Tarquin laughing because he know I did this earlier. I'm going to find y'all. We gonna Just do what you say you're going to do. That's it. And then communicate if things change. That's it's it. really that simple. God damn. Dude, it's to the point where with this contract there, like, he was supposed to take care of everything that needed to be taken care of down at City for permits and stuff. Yeah. I had to do it. Isn't this the same story we heard today? <laughs> like, at this point, I'm a contractor. Right. Like, I've done well so get, much work. You might as well get to In my buildings, that I'm a contractor. Like, I might as well get that, too. Like, I know how to, you know, I don't want to talk to the middleman. Like, I need to go directly yeah. to, like, you know what? I work with a company, and it's to the point where I've learned now that I create my own contract mm. in addition to theirs. Right. Because I'm not playing games with y'all. I had to. Like, mm. I'm not. Y'all crazy. <laughs> like, y'all are nuts. Like, mm. I don't pay anything cash. And if I do, I have my own receipt book. Right. And I write you out a receipt, too. Because mm. y'all be playing games. Mm. They, contracts be playing games. And I'm the wrong one. Yeah. And we see. I'm the wrong one. We see. be playing games. With. So that's the other side of the business that people don't see. Like, it's great owning all these things. Right. Headings. Comes with a price, like, though. So, like, my first building, I bought it. Complete renovation. Um, I'm gonna say I spent 100k all out of my own money in renovating it. Okay, 100k out of my own money, and that's because this property is beautiful, but there was no maintenance and upkeep. Right. So I I was able to get a loan for the mortgage and a renovation loan, but then everything else outside of that was your money. Was my money. So like, home cooked meals. I need to holler at grandma. Wasn't no eating out. Damn. we we gonna have to do um we gonna have to skip a meal today. Yeah. <laughs> we gonna have to like yeah. like make it work. Shit, make like it work. Make we, it we work. gonna have to make this work. Like I would love to go do this, but it's not happening because I have to pay for this. Mm. Like lots of sacrifices went into it. I get building up to par. Mind you, that building is still not complete. Like I need to like right now? finish. No, I need oh, to. Man. You know, you're dealing with a, a older building, so right. like you know. Stuff has to continue to be maintained. Since I'm in there, I've been maintaining everything. Right, okay. I have an unfinished basement I would love to finish. Right. My issue with the unfinished basement is that the cement floor is unleveled. Mm. And the quotes I've been getting to level out Crazy. the cement floor is nuts. Yeah. To the point where, like, I YouTube how to get my own jackhammer. <laughs> like, and, like, I'm going to call the best friend. And my daddy's going to fly him up here. And we're going to have to do it ourselves because they're nuts. Was, like, was, so that's the only reason that that part's not done. Yeah. That would secure the building and just I would still have to maintain it. But like my first year in that building, I spent another 30K because I had to replace my sewer line. Ooh. Because most people don't know in Hartford right now, like these sewer lines that are underground are old as fuck. Right. They're old and they're all getting clogged up and they're breaking and whatever. So I started having issues with the toilets. Mm. Now, again, working in the, the, the profession I work with, you know, if anyone has a waiting room, people will shit anywhere. <laughs> like, like, I have to say it, but anywhere. And then I was getting clogged toilets. And, like, mind you, I'm seeing a client. One of my therapists, my staff, is texting me, like, Britt, the toilet's clogged. And I'm like, Yo, so Britt I go and this. I, like, put the sign on the door yeah. so no one uses it, right? At the end of the day, my day is done at 8. I want to go home. I'm cleaning up the office, make sure it's good. Now I got to deal with a clogged ass toilet. Right. That's nasty. Mm. <laughs> like, that is, that's the other side that people don't, don't see. Know. They that don't is see. nasty. Right. So then I had to call because I'm like, it's getting backed up regularly. Like, what the fuck's happening? Right. Like, 
now I can't have to sign up forever because now I'm a you know have an issue with the public health department right because now I gotta work in toilet no, like shit. came out soon I messed like I had to dig up my you know dig up my parking lot yeah. and get a whole sewer line replaced that was 30k like Yo, man, this I'm, is the I'm other just, side. I'm just adding up your <laughs> expenses, man. This. Um, so again, like I said, I was just about to see a little something, and then and then COVID wanted to come, and we started over. But I'm, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. I was gonna say, you seem like you you still love, yeah, you're, you're the midst of all this. Like you're in it and you love For it. For some reason, I thrive off shit. I don't yeah. know if that's good or bad. I think that's, I always talk to my therapist about it. <laughs> I, I, look, man, I ain't a therapist, but I think that's great because like, because bad things are going to happen. Yes. Now, trust me, I have moments where I fucking freak the fuck out. Yeah. Like they happen. Like don't don't get that messed up. Right. They happen. Yeah, like, like oh I'm shit, like, I don't know what to do. Stress the fuck out. Yeah. Like fuck all this. Right. Like, right. Mind you, I want to quit regularly. Mm. <laughs> like. like I would like to quit regularly, right. but it's a moment. I go through my moment, yeah, you're and, then back at it. and then I'm back at it. But like, that's the other side of the thing that people don't see is that like, there's so much that comes with owning something. Like yeah. I replaced the whole HVAC system in that first building. Like, you know, had to get security up and running because you know, we are, you know, a public place and I'm in Hartford, which is great. But like, we know. I'm in Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know what that comes with too. Right. You know. So it's, it's. I think this is the first year that I haven't had to do anything on the building, which is great. Right. Um, I purchased the second building, which I purchased that in the midst of COVID, which was wild. Which, which was also to me like, this is God's plan. Right. Like I'm not gonna, like He told me I needed another building. So. I went into what I need to get. I thought it wasn't gonna happen because of COVID. And he right. was like, "No, bitch. Here's this Where other building. Yep. Like, so now, <laughs> like, so, so I had another building. So like, again, like, I've gone through a lot of stuff, but I'm completely grateful for it all. Like, I wouldn't change any of it. I think you know, thinking about everything I go through now has made me like rethink the game plan. I want to hustle even harder. Like, okay. I want to do it in a way that like I can really truly enjoy it because I don't think I've enjoyed it yet. Right. Um, so that's the, another reason behind the transition, the shift that like, I really need to be in this managing role of my businesses so that I can actually enjoy life too. Yeah. Um, and honestly with therapy, I've done my, my time. Like I've been yeah, doing the therapy, work working in the field literally since 2010. Mm. Over a decade. Yeah. Like it don't seem long to people, but dealing with people's problems, that's that a, is very, yeah, very long. For sure. Like, very, very long. <laughs> for sure. All, and then you, shoot, you told me you had 50 clients in a week one time. Yeah, so I, I was working through Monday through Saturday. Like, the first three years, Monday through Saturday, I had clients. Mm. And then I got to a point where I was doing Monday through Friday, and I've slowly been, like, chopping it down because that's just where I'm at. And right. I need to do, you know, the more, the more staff that I hire, the more I need to be available and make sure they're good. Um, I will say that, you know, during COVID, like, again, we took a, you know, step back and I kind of like it affected me too. like keeping people don't realize like during COVID, the amount of work and energy and effort a therapist had to put into keeping people off the edge was intense. I can only imagine. Was intense. Um, and you going through your stuff, too. You, you went through right. COVID, too. So that all, you know as to why I was at, I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, now it's time for me to make a change and switch things up because I don't got that part no more. Right. Like that was like, I've dealt with a lot of difficult cases, 
but like the amount of clients that I had to literally keep off the edge because of COVID and how that, you know, being locked in a house and not having an outlet and to get out for people just uh, messed people up so badly and dealing with that and the loneliness and depression, dealing with, you know, relationship and family stuff, you know, and again, we go through our own stuff too. So, you right. know, stuff that I hear from clients sometimes triggers the fuck out of me. Right. <laughs> like, right. And then I got to go talk to my therapist. Damn. Like, so that was a lot that was extremely heavy, mm. like extremely, extremely heavy. I mean, even now, it's not like our, you know, economy is even any better. It's getting so, worse. Right. So mind you, think about it. That's the stuff that's coming to therapy. Right. Damn. And that stuff, you know, financial stuff, you know, no matter how people spend it, affects people's relationships with themselves and everyone else around them. It's true. So then that, you know, adds to if there was already, you know, issues between, you know, relationships you got. Now that adds an extra layer. And people out here acting crazy. Right. Like are not thinking through stuff, are being very impulsive, are nuts. Right. <laughs> um, which, you know, this is the life we're in right now, but like. I can't be a good therapy therapist for you if like I'm drained and I'm drained. So I'm switching it up. Right. But yeah, like, you know, business, the, the business side of stuff is crazy. Like it, it's nuts. It, <laughs> like, it sounds like a roller coaster. Own another building. Like, so I'm trying to get the second half of the year. Right. So my, my goal was to have a property a year, buy a property a year. Yeah. That, you know, that's a fair goal. I was going to ask you what your goal was too. Um, a property a year. So, so I'm hoping to get back in the swing of things for next year. So yeah, we're gonna. So you've been keeping that up, right? So mm -hmm. how many? I don't know if you want to disclose it, but you could if you want. Mm -hmm. How many properties do you have? I have two commercial, two residential. Okay. One of the residentials I currently live in. Okay. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. That's great, man. I was I was on a roll. Of one year. We're not gonna count COVID. <laughs> COVID. That's hard to do because <laughs> my goal was a property every year. Mm -hmm. um, I found one in COVID, but then the next this year, I just <laughs> yeah, yes. I just threw in the towel. I yeah. said, yeah, look, we'll start. No, 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 no. So yeah, no. So I'm I'm trying to rebuild and like I said, do things the right way so I can get back to that goal of you know buying properties. Um, there's other stuff that I want to do in the realms of the therapy aspect of things. So like I said, not only managing my practice, but like I want to provide trainings. I want to do more. Um, I would love to teach, okay. be an adjunct, you know, professor somewhere. Okay. I would love to do that. You just love people. Um, so I would love to do that just in the sense of like I've worked with a lot of therapists. I've worked with a lot of interns and I feel like I can be a great support to them. Right. Um, and there's a, it's funny because there's a lot of information that... And I don't know why in our profession there isn't a class on this before people graduate of like what real life looks like once you got this degree. Yeah. Um, but I get questions about that all the time. So I'm like, I would love to do like an elective on that or some type of course on that or whatever. Um, podcast has been floating around, a therapy podcast. Uh -oh. yeah. That will, yeah. that will, you know, address the fads. And please, <laughs> please do it. Please. The issues with that. Um I've been approached about business coaching, even though, again, I say I don't know everything. Right. <laughs> I've been approached you, about, you, you, you don't know, want to talk to people, right? businesses. Um, you don't like doing these things, but you're doing all the things that kind of get you out your show. I think that's why you're... Sh so, I think that's why I'm being pushed in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being pushed in that direction. And I can't really avoid it <laughs> anymore. Right. Um... Yeah. 
So what yeah. advice do you have for people that are, you know, they're trying to start a business, they're working a job, they don't know what to do, they don't have a plan, but like, you know, they hear your story and they're like, wow, I like what she's doing. How do I get there? I think you just have to start. Mm. And, it, and, and everything doesn't have to be figured out. Like, again, I don't have everything figured out. Right. Um, full disclosure, last year, it just kind of wrapped up in January of this year, but all of... 2020 and 21, I went through my first insurance audit mm. for the practice. Okay. Um, worst experience ever. Oh, um, <laughs> something that can truly break you and could put a, a therapist in the position of saying like, I don't want to do this no more. I'm a close up shop type of thing. Uh. Um, you know, the way that these insurances are set up is, they don't care about people. It's just a, a money situation. Mm. Um, so that wrapped up January of this year. Um, that was a crazy experience. Wow. Um, I plan to share that the second half of this year um, and kind of position myself in a little bit of like a, you know, audit consultant because I've been through that whole process. Right. Um, which you don't learn about it unless you go through it. Right. Um, they're in a process of, they're gonna do it a lot to people. Like they're targeting. I know a lot of other, you know, black professionals that have gone through this, that have unfortunately had to close up shop. And like, and I don't see it fair at all. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm one of those people where, you know, that comes knocking up my door, you're not about to shut me up. Yeah, you so, you know, yeah. you know, I spent a little extra money on hiring my team to make sure we handle this and do this and whatnot. And of course, throughout that process, I learned every little thing. I asked questions about it. So, you know, I'm going to share this information. Right. Not for free, but I'm going to share the information. <laughs> the game can't be told um, for free, huh? Like, that was a crazy situation. So I had to deal with that on top of, again, dealing with clients, dealing with my own stuff, right. dealing with, you know, death in families and how that affects people, dealing with grandparents that have Alzheimer's and getting them into a home, right. dealing with, you know, just being in COVID and like in Connecticut, it's just me and my grandma. Right. Like that's none just, of my family is that's here. That's it. That's all that's um, left. So yeah. when stuff is shut down, I can't go to my parents. I can't go to my siblings. I can't. You know, right. um, so that took a toll on me, too. Just, you know, feeling completely like isolated. Yeah. Um, so just a, a lot of different things. So, you know, when people are getting started with business, if it's something you truly care about, start it. Um, start it understanding that, you know, it might not work out or it might not work out the way you wanted it to work out. You have to be very, very flexible, mm. have to be able to, you know, adapt there's always gonna be a problem. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, nothing is figured out. Right. I don't care. Like, it's even, I see even like, you know, I follow, you know, a bunch of, you know, these millionaires, these people, a lot of no name people that make money, I follow them too, because I think it's important to, you know, when you're in a, a place of growth, especially in business, you need to be around more like-minded people. Absolutely. Um, so like, they don't have shit figured out. They're still like going day to day. So I think it's, it's important to know that things are not going to be figured out. When you feel like something is figured out, some shit's going to hit you and rock your world and you got to go with it. Um, you have to go with it and it just kind of is what it is. Don't let anybody talk you out of what you want to do. Right. Um, 
people will downplay stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think you should do this right now. Oh, I don't think you should leave your job and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Don't have, don't let people talk you out of what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Like, if you're poor that way, go after and do it. But have a plan. Right. It doesn't need to be a kind of complete, detailed plan. Have a plan. Work towards it consistently. Like, my first day, you know, at the private practice, I had an office. Yeah. I had a space. I got dressed. I got breakfast. I went there and I sat in that damn office and made a to-do list, and I needed to do something every day to work towards this plan to get to, you know, where I am now. So you constantly have to be doing something for your plan to work. Um, I am learning that breaks are okay. Yeah. Um, That's one thing that, like, I come from, like, a family of just hard workers and people just doing stuff. My dad's retired and still needs shit to do. Mm. (laughs) So he's not really retired, but he's... He's he's still finding stuff to do, like, you know, which is why he comes to here to help me whenever. He needs something to do. Right. Um, Keeps you alive, man. I need stuff to do. Um, When I give myself time off, I get antsy. Right. Um, I'm learning how to rest in that time off because, like, I'm not my best self when I'm tired. Yeah. And... You know, ideas are coming a mile a minute. Um, every idea doesn't need to be a business. Mm. Um, I have ideas all the day. Right. Your all mind day. is like. <laughs> of how to make money. Everything isn't a business. Right. You got to make it. Everything's not a business. Right. Um, everything you don't need to make money off of. Mm. Um, I feel like people get so stuck in like, how do I make money off of this, this, and that. Right. That takes away from it. I feel like if you're passionate about something, the money will come. That's what this is. <laughs> She hit it. I had to cut you off. Because that's what it is. Everything she said is this platform. I had to cut you off. Like, literally. Literally. I'm sorry. Well, first of all, you are a celebrity. No, 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 no. Sorry, you see this? No, no. I'm not a celebrity. Listen. You've been on news. Oh gosh! You've been like you Listen, know, featured but, in other but still, it's, But it's no like, money. It's no money. It's not education. Right now. It's education. Yo, what There's I'm no doing, money right now. Fair. There's no money right now. Fair. Don't limit yourself. There's no money. Oh right yeah, no, you're now. right. You're right. Um, you're right. You're in the start of it. You're gonna keep doing this because you're passionate about it. Revenue will come with it. Yeah, and that's why, like, so like you said, right? I, eventually it'll come. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm glad I got you on this platform because. You said it, man. You don't have the answer. You just learn no. as you go. And that's And I make mistakes. Right. And I feel like the biggest lessons come from those mistakes. So like when I lost 30K on the first building. That is like You know what I could have did with that 30K? I, and listen, honestly it was probably more than that. But you know what I could have did with that? I can only imagine. And then I had to turn around and put more money down on another building yeah. and then spend more money on that. Oh, the second building I got right. So by the time I got to the third one. Right. We good to go. Damn. And still getting better right. with it. To the point where the other day I was like, maybe I should get my real estate license to cut out the middleman. Like, <laughs> like Yeah, I mean, that's how you like, work. If I can find t- time to do this, let me bang this out so I can cut out the middleman because no one got time. Um, but, like, you learn from the things that don't work out. So you have to be, you know, people hate it, but open to failure. Yeah. Open to failure. I've done a lot of reflection in the last year that I am not the owner of my practice that i want to be oh which is again the reason for a transition too right so you're Um, working towards that yeah like there's so much more like i said i can give to the practice give to my staff um 
just in terms of, you know, what I want. You know, I want, you know, my neurotherapist to come work for a place that they feel like they can be truly themselves and still get the support. Right. And make some coin, too. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know? Because you, you, you know, need that. Yeah. Need that. So, you know, um, so, you know, I want to be a better, you know, a better business owner, not only for power of choices, but, you know, I want to be a better landlord. Like, you know. Um, I want to be able to, especially with the commercial side of things, I would love to at some point start my own property management business right. um, to be able to hire, you know, especially hiring these young uh, recent high school students, high school juniors and seniors and our kids need something to do. Absolutely. Um, the stuff that's been happening left and right um, is just it don't sit right with me, mm -hmm. um, but they need something to do. Right. They don't have nothing to do. Um, so if they can be put in a situation where they, because who doesn't love to make some money, right? Yeah. Especially these little, these little entitled kids. Right, 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 right. <laughs> who doesn't love to make some money? But if we can put them in a position where they are making some money, but also learning life skills, I'm going to be able to do that too. Wow. So like I have, you know, bigger goals for like, so it's not just to set me up, but it's to set everybody up else, else up that, I, you know, comes along with me. So like, you know, people want to start a business, just start. Just start, be open to the failures, the mistakes, whatever you want to call it, because that is going to, you know, define you. That is going to push you harder. Um, shit's hard work. Yeah. Shit's hard work. Like, at the end of the day, it is not easy. As much as they glamorize this lifestyle of being an entrepreneur right. and take trips, but you can't take trips. I ain't took a trip. <laughs> like, like, when's the last time I took a trip? Damn. Um, Like, it don't work like that. Right. <laughs> like, right. It does not work like the real, that. Man. Like it does not work like that. You have to schedule time off. When you work for yourself, there is no sick pay. There is no vacation pay. Mm. Like I have to hustle and probably work double the two weeks before I want to go on vacation to make sure I'm good. When I'm not working and seeing clients, ain't no money coming in. Mm. <laughs> like, and bills still have to get paid. And you pay you pay your own health insurance. Yes. How's that? Well, technically, this year I don't have health insurance. Because realistically, that's a scam. Uh oh, because <laughs> you know that mean people. That mean people's like biggest whole, worry. Their biggest worry is like if I start my own business and quit my job and, and I, I get sick. Yeah, what if I get sick? Let me sick. let you know, son. Go ahead. Quit your job. Get husky for the year or however long you can milk it for. Mm -hmm. Um. Then at the point where you have to pay your own insurance, it's the same you would have paid with a job because it's coming out of yeah, your check anyway, it out. but it's just coming from you. Right. Realistically, the tax amount that you pay at the end of the year for not having insurance is cheaper than paying the premium you would pay monthly when you don't really use it. Mm. But the other part about that is get off your ass and do stuff to make sure you're healthy. Mm. Then you won't have so many <laughs> right. Like, right. health bills. Like I pay out of pocket for um, my annual exams. It's actually cheap. It's actually pretty cheap. Cheap to you, Brittany, might be not cheap to others. But with that being said, people don't find getting their hair done, Ooh, buying sneakers, taking bags, trips, G-Wagons. Like that expensive <laughs> where, like, you know, realistically, I think I paid, like, 130 for an annual physical exam. Oh. It's not as expensive as people think. They give you self-paid discounts. People don't know that. I know because I've been doing it, right. but they give you self-paid discounts. Um, but like, you gotta prioritize. Like, so for me, you, I don't have health insurance. 
So that means I need to be eating good. Right. I need to be exercising. I'm taking my vitamins. Like I'm very much like I'm pescatarian. So like, you know, I take my, you know, sea moss capsules okay. and I like, you know, I got to get a little bit more physical than what I've been doing. But like you got to make certain things a priority when you cut out other things. Right. Like realistically, like unless you have like severe, you know, health issues going on, what you going to the doctor for? Your but Brittany, you don't have kids. What about me? I have three kids. What am I supposed to do? So with every insurance, yeah. they have a self-plan option that is literally not different mm. from what your job, which was coming out of your check. Gotcha. It's literally same not. Thing. It's the same thing. The only difference is you have to pay it versus it just automatically right. coming out you of gotta your check. You got to be more responsible. Yes. That's gotcha. it. It's, it's a, a, a line of the other bills that you already had. Right. Pretty much it. And for people who have like, so it's different. Like, okay, I don't have kids yet. They're coming. They're coming. I know they're coming in a time frame that, you know, I'm working out some stuff right now. Right. Like, working out some stuff right now. I know God is going to give it to me at the time that it's supposed to happen. Um, so, you know, I'm going through a transition. I feel good about this transition. Like, yeah. I'm feeling good about it. So I know that is the next thing to come because for me, that's like the ultimate blessing for me. Right. Doing all this that I'm doing is to be able to be a mom. Um, but like... At that point, I'm just going to pay the insurance. Like, right. are you just not going to pay the right, insurance? Right, right. You, you got to do like, what you got to do. You're going to do what you need right. to do. Like, so, it's happiness, not. <laughs> happiness or pay insurance? Right. Health or Health pay insurance. Health or pay insurance. Like, yeah. it's, it's no you, you're going to figure it out. Pay, like, it's yeah. not that serious. Right. Like, but I do. A lot of people get hung up they on do. that fact of things. But anyone that has, you know, worked with me and they're like, you know, I want to start my own business. Okay, go ahead and milk the state. Like, do what you need to do. Everyone does it. Like, it sounds crazy to say it, yeah. but you quit your job. Now you're unemployed. You're starting a business. You're not sure what the revenue is going to be. You're going to get on Husky until they kick you off. I was on Husky until they kicked me off. There you go. <laughs> like, no shame. Like, no shame. Look, man. Like, how many clients I've worked with that milk the system that don't need to be on the system? Like, Ooh, that's yeah. a whole... <laughs> we, won't speak on, we won't speak on that. Right. So it's like, you know, just... Start your business if you want to do it. And there's nothing wrong with starting the business and still keeping your full-time job. Right. Just understand you're still making I'm sacrifices. Glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Still making sacrifices. Still, It's still a hustle no matter work. So you can work your 9 to 5 and then do your other job from this time to this time. Do your, your business from this time to this time. And at some point, it may switch. Right. It may flip-flop for you. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Right. Um, I take contract jobs all the time. There we go. I take contract jobs all the time. Yeah. Technically... Um, right now, I'm a clinical director of an outpatient clinic. Oh. So, so I you're get, working. I get a W-2, too. Yeah, you're working. It's, it's working for the time being. Yeah. I did that because it's also opening up the doors and made connections for me that I, I can utilize for my private practice as well. And it wasn't an additional stress for me. Right. Um, I'm literally managing, which is the same thing. I just like, so. Yep. A bag is a bag, like, and the way that I worked that out, again, it's, it's a contract, so the way that I worked it out is it works in my favor, too. So right. when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. But, like, if it makes sense, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Like, I'm not opposed not right, right. to whatever. So, and it, it, I think people have to know that. Like, you can start a business, like I said, and work a full-time job. Then get to a point where you get rid of the full-time job and just do the business. Then get to the point where you're doing the business, but you take on some contract job. Mm. Like, it just depends on where you are in your life right now and what works for you. And that is okay. Just because I have this contract job too doesn't mean I'm not an entrepreneur. Right. I actually am because I'm doing exactly. You could be both multiple things and it's fine. So you literally have to do 
what's best for you um, and just go for it. What what greater time than now than to just go for it? Wow. Like, just go for it. Wow. <laughs> I I respect the hell out of you, man. I'm, I'm You got happy. any other questions? Because I'd be feeling like you was... Nah, really look, like, man, look, man. Hit me you, with some, like, some stuff. And I was going to nah, look, no man, look, 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 <laughs> man. You, you, covered, you covered a lot. I, I think people are going to hear this and they're going to be like, yo, Britt, there's a lot that comes with you, man. And this is not yeah. the last time because when you start your podcast... I would hope yes. that I would be on it. Yes. I would hope I'm involved. Yes. You know? So Yeah, um, you know, I share I share, you know, opportunities. I share the wealth, like, you know. Yeah, nah, man, you 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 get it done, man. I don't got no more questions, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> I had you, to, you, you but, sure, I, but I'm, I'm like, good. Like because you've been hearing me later, like dang. Yeah, I should have asked you to nah, But I mean, it's okay, I'm I'm I'll come back. Yeah, look, I'll come man, back if you got look, some burning questions for me in terms of Nah, like, nah, you in a great to me you in a great space. Um, I am. It's it's you know, it's being open and aware that like you have to take time for yourself and see where you are and things change. So, yeah. you know, again, the drive that I had in the beginning of my business is different now. Like I want different things. I want to set up different things. Like, you know, I understand the meaning of sacrifice Right. Um, to get to where I'm at. I understand that like I'm going to go through another phase of sacrifice and this transition of things. Right. Um, but that has to happen. Um, it has to happen for, you know, whatever that ultimate goal is that that might change. Yeah. Um, so I'm fine with it. I wouldn't change it. Like I, I tell people all the time, I'm not going back to having to request vacation time. Oh man. To each their own. Like again, me I do not Tarkin, knock me anyone. Me and Tarquin over here, like man, forget her, man. Tarquin, like Listen, man. I don't knock anyone who works a nine to five. I don't. One of my best friends is a fucking engineer. Like. I've heard that one before. My my best friend is black. I have issues with that. <laughs> She probably man. get more time off than me, to be right, honest. Right, right. Like she be catching more flights than me. I know. Like I so, know. again, you just gotta figure out what is it you want and what works for you and what looks like that. What it looks like for you and knowing that that can change and it's okay. Like it's okay if it changes. Like if I wanted to go back and get a job, I could. Go you back could. And get a you job. always can. You can all the jobs ain't going nowhere. Right. That, actually, <laughs> can, people need help. Right. I've been you seeing. Can, yeah. You can always do that. So you just gotta kind of figure out what works for you. And, and, and just and just roll with it like man when you when there's an update man let me know i, I want you back for part two i will i want i want i want to keep up <laughs> okay because it's motivating i got you i got you i'm trying to get some good updates yeah man <laughs> that was interesting man see we, we good here man that was interesting man i still look <laughs> nah there you have it another dope episode produced by your boy Shot by your boy, edited by your boy. We, we do it all here, man. The Instagram, everything. I'm, I'm, I'm running the whole show, man. So just show your boy some love, man. Make sure y'all like, share, subscribe, and tune in to next week because it's going to turn up. We got some good, good episodes coming to you soon, man. All right, I holla. Peace.